All right, well, let me start with a bit of a quick review because at the risk of, of being repetitive, uh, I don't know about you, usually I don't get something until I hear it multiple times anyways. Every once in a while it sticks with me the first time. But I, I just wanted to start with a bit of a review of kind of the, the foundational thing God's been saying to us already for this year. And you can watch it happening. You can see it in the world around us. But we, we talked about the call of deeper. And really we asked the Lord for a specific word for 2022. And this was the word that he gave us, deeper. And then we've talked about the time right from the beginning of the year, right from the start of January. We talked about how we are living in times of problems, of polarization, and of a growing persecution. And that, that we can see that right now in the world around us. I mean, even if you just would go look at the, the news of what's happening right now, there's no way in January we would even know we've been here. But God knew and God let us know, hey, there's going to be some problems. Right? My wife was joking, not joking today about the gas prices this morning. Obviously, that's not as big of a problem, obviously, as some of the other problems of what's happening in the world right now, but it still impacts and affects many people. There's a lot that is going on. Uh, and so we are in a time of problems, of polarization. I, I'm thankful for things starting to open up in some ways in our culture, and there's some healing that can start to happen where people had been so divided. And that's, we need to pray for that, and we need to lead the way in healing and in reconciliation. Uh, but, but there's polarization, there's growing persecution. But in the middle of that, what we've been saying is it's so easy. Like, yes, that's true. That's going on in the world around us. But we can put our focus there. Or as Isaiah 59, 19 says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Whenever the enemy comes in, God always raises a standard. And his standard is always higher and greater than whatever the enemy is trying to do. So part of the key is that we would not be people that get focused on what the enemy is trying to do. We don't want to be unaware of his devices, the Bible says, but we don't look to that. We look to the standard that the Spirit of the Lord is raising. And so the Spirit of the Lord, the, pre the standard that we talked about is it's the standard of his presence. Everyone say his presence. It's the standard of his power. Everyone say his power. And it's a standard of his promises. Everyone say his promises. 2022 is going to be a year of the manifest presence of God in a fresh and a real way. I feel we're already starting to break into that, but I believe we're just on the edge and there's so much more that he wants to do. Not only will it be a year of his presence, because when you get his presence, you always get his power. And it's a year for us to believe for the power of God to be demonstrated and manifested. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I did not come to you with words of wisdom, but I came to you with the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. He also said another passage. I didn't give the team these verses, so they won't flash them up. But he also said another passage that the kingdom of God is not about talk, but it's about power. So he wants to demonstrate his power. And the last place is a year for promises. I want to encourage you, even if in the natural, it doesn't make any sense for you right now, extend your faith that this is a year for the manifestation of the promises of God. What has God promised you? What are the things you're believing for? May, is this the year that God blesses you on the property front? Is this the year that that child or that family member is away from the Lord comes home? This is a year for you to step into new things that God's doing. It is a year for his promises. So we're not going to look at the problems, the polarization, the persecution. We're going to look to the standard that the Lord raises of his presence, his power, his promises. That's God's part. But what is our part? Our part is to say yes to go deeper. We can sit on the sidelines. We can sit on the, the banks of the river, so to speak, or we can dive into what God's doing. 
And I don't know about you, but I want to dive in. How many people want to join me in diving in this year? Come on, we're going to dive into what God is doing. So today, during worship, I saw a lot of people diving in. Let's keep doing that. Let's keep pressing in. Let's just build this spirit momentum of people diving in. Because here's what I've learned. I've learned that it's a lot easier to do something when you're in a crowd of people who are doing it. There's actually psychology that talks about it. There's psychology that talks about it's a lot harder to do something by yourself. But if you get in a group of people that are all doing something, it becomes much easier to move into that. Now, obviously, we can see the negative ramifications of that. But I want to encourage you in the positive ramifications of that. What if we are just a people who are going after God and it made it so much easier for every person who comes into this place to just jump right into, right? We are going to be a people that go deeper. Come on, somebody say deeper. So last month we talked about deeper relationships and we talked about going deeper and just everyone who shared our team did an incredible job. The challenges, it was such a great month. This month we're talking about deeper healing. Let me read a couple verses to you. Malachi 4 verse 2. But for you who fear my name, The son of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings. And you shall go leaping like calves from the stall. I love that. Just this, it's such a poetic verse, but it's such a rhema word for this season. The son of righteousness is rising with healing in his wings. Jesus Christ is rising in a fresh way and there is healing in his wings. Acts 10.38 says this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. We're believing for the Holy Spirit and power. And just like Jesus, that we'd be go about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. If there's any area in your life where you're being oppressed by the devil, Jesus' heart, Jesus' mandate is healing all who've been oppressed. That's part of his finished work. 1 Peter 2.24 says this, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, or another translation says by his stripes, we've been familiar with that, you have been healed. Come on, say, somebody say by his stripes. Say, I have been healed. And so we see there's many other verses I could go to, but I just wanted to read a bit of the word to talk to us about healing. Because this month, I believe God wants us to lean in and to press in for deeper healing. Now, when we say healing, this is kind of part of my main thought for you today. Many of us will think automatically of physical healing. Now, that's not a bad thing. I love physical healing. I'm thankful for physical healing. I'm believing for physical healing for everyone in this place that needs it. We have healing school Sundays. I mean, a bit today would be our usual first of the month, the healing school Sunday, but we're kind of making this just our monthly focus for this entire month. But there's a healing, and it's, so that's good that we focus on physical healing. We want to continue to focus on physical healing. But again, the encouragement in my heart is that is not incorrect that we think just about physical healing, but it's actually incomplete. Why? Because when Jesus talked about healing, he talked about healing on every level. When Jesus heals, he doesn't just heal part of your life and say, no, no, but I don't, I'm not interested in healing that part of your life. When Jesus talks about healing, he is talking about healing on every level. 
When the Bible says that the son of righteousness is rising with healing in his wings, he is talking about healing on every level. When the Bible says that Jesus healed all who were oppressed by the devil and went about doing good, it is talking about healing on every level. When the Bible says, by his stripes you have been healed, it is talking about healing on every level. Come on, somebody say every level. And family, I want to encourage you this month. I want to challenge you this month. I want to stir up your faith this month that we would believe in our lives, but also for any person who's connected with us, that they will encounter the healing of Jesus Christ on every single level of their life. There is healing on every level. There is healing for you in every way and every capacity. Jesus is not just interested in coming in and cleaning up your front room of the house and maybe renovating your kitchen. He wants all of the house and he wants to renovate every area and he wants his healing to flow into every area of your life. Come on, somebody say healing on every level. Let me explain to you a little more what I mean by this. First Corinthians, excuse me, First Thessalonians 5.23 says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. So I love this. Peace is so important in this season. And he wants us to receive his peace. And he's going to sanctify, which is to set apart, to cleanse, to bring together on every level. And and it says that, that, uh, sanctify you completely, that you may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now just a little bit of theology of understanding who we are today. The scriptures say very clearly that you and I are actually triune beings. Just like our God is a triune God, and the dynamics are a little different because it's three separate persons but one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There is a parallel where we have been created as triune beings. You are, and this is what this verse says, you are a spirit, you have a soul, which refers to your mind, will, and emotions, and then you live in a body. Now, oftentimes, we just identify ourselves with our bodies, but the Bible actually says your spirit. That is the real you. That's why when when someone passes away, they don't cease to exist. You see their body, but they're not there anymore. They've gone, and as believers, to be with the Lord. But there's this element of understanding ourselves and understanding as human beings that we are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. Now, Jesus, when he died and rose again, the first level of healing that he ministered is spiritual healing. Right? See, because we're spirit, soul, and body, the Lord doesn't just want us to focus on physical healing. Now, again, I'm not taking away from physical healing at all. If you've got something you need healing for, you know that's a very pressing and important matter. But we need to understand healing is for spirit, soul, and body. And so first and foremost, Jesus came so we could be healed spiritually. He came so that we could walk in this. When this refers to spiritual healing, refers to when you make Jesus your Lord and Savior, you invite him into your life, and he actually transforms you and renews you. There is a form of healing that comes where the sickness was sin. He comes with the antidote, which is his love, his grace, and his power. And you and I literally are transformed, and we are healed spiritually. Somebody say, I've been healed spiritually. 
John 3, 5 to 7 says this, Jesus answered and said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh and which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. So I don't know if you've heard people use this phrase, or maybe you've used it yourself, being a born-again Christian, being born again. This is where it comes from. It literally talks about not just having a mental ascent to a religion in your mind, but having an encounter with God where your spirit is healed and your spirit is transformed. That's why it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Why? Because there's a spiritual healing, and even deeper than just a healing, but literally a transformation. If you go into the Greek or the original text of this verse, that new creation literally means you are a different type of being that was never seen before. You died with Christ, you were crucified with Christ, and you rose again with him with the newness of life. And this is a spiritual healing. And family, I want to encourage you in this because often when we talk about healing, we just skip over this, but this is the most important and powerful healing of all. I'm thankful for physical healing. God wants to bring it. But even if I didn't see physical healing in my body, if my spirit has been healed, I've got life for eternity. Right? I have eternal life and that we would have restored the joy of our salvation. Not only that, but we'd have a heart to take this healing to our city and to take this healing to the nations. Come on, somebody say, by his stripes I've been healed. And so we know that. But secondly, some people stop there and they just think, well, yeah, you have spiritual healing. That should only matter. But God wants to heal all. He's not going to just heal you spiritually, but go, no, nah, I'm not really interested in healing you physically. Why? Because healing is also for our physical bodies. Healing is part of what Jesus did. We see this, if you remember the verse we already read, by his stripes you are healed, right? Now sometimes well-meaning people will say, yeah, but pastor, that's just spiritual, right? It's talking about spiritual healing. But let me read to you from Matthew 8, 14 to 17. It says, when Peter, Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left and she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. And this fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. And that's the same passage that says, and by his stripes we were healed. In other words, the same power of God that heals us spiritually is the same power of God that is released to heal us physically. So this month, I'm believing God for it to be a month of spiritual healing. I'm believing for people to come into the kingdom. I'm believing for people who are away from God to come back to God. I'm believing that God is working right now. You might not even know it or see it, but with your children, with your family members, you renew your faith this month, and you say, God's bringing spiritual healing. And even when I can't see it, he's working. And even when I can't feel it, he's working. And sometimes when it seems like it's as far away as possible I just need to have faith that nothing is impossible for God and he is working behind the scenes on my behalf this is a month of spiritual healing but I also believe that this is a month to lean in for physical healing by his stripes we were healed and that healing was part of the ministry of Jesus and Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever and we can extend our faith and say Jesus we want to see your healing power now and so we see that this will be 
a month of physical healing. But last but not least, and this is the one I feel like we miss the most, is he praying for spiritual healing. He also came for physical healing. But he also came on the soul level to heal our hearts. Your heart matters to him. The wear and tear of life. The wear and tear of challenges and difficulties. The same Jesus that wants to heal your spirit. The same Jesus that wants to heal your body. Is the same Jesus that says, I want to meet with you. I want to see your emotions healed. I want to see your heart healed. I want to see you live the fullness of life that I have for you. You know what I found, guys? A lot of us as believers, and I've been in pastoral ministry for, oh, I don't even know how long now. How long have I been in pastoral ministry? Almost 25 years. Someone said, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, yeah. Some people look at me, they're just like, oh, I can't believe you're in that long. Well, I started quite young. Someone was joking me recently. What, did you plant a church at 14? I'm like, no, not quite that young. The beard hides it. I kind of hide the grace. So, uh, Here's what I found. A lot of believers in our hearts, in our emotions, we're, we're wounded. And we haven't learned how to walk in the healing that God has for us. And sometimes we're, we're, we're real beat up in our hearts. Just, and I'm not even mad ways. It's just life and circumstances and difficulties. And, and what we do is it's like Jesus is there to heal. But we, how would I say it? We don't, we don't understand how to connect with that. So we use our faith to cope with our pain instead of using our faith to receive healing for our pain. Watch with me here. Because, and we don't mean to do it, we just don't understand how to walk in that. Because just like physical healing, if you've been around this for a little while, you realize there's a journey to learn how to access and walk in the healing that comes from Jesus. It doesn't automatically just happen. But a lot of times in the healing of the heart, just because we just don't know any better, we don't understand how to walk in it. We're, we're a walking wounded in our emotions and in our heart and being beat up by life and sadness and disappointment. So I'm not even saying you're less of a Christian. That's like all of us. And God says, listen, I want you to know how to access my healing power. So even though you've been hurt, even though you've been betrayed, even though you've been persecuted, even though you've gone through some hard times in life, even though you face some disappointments, and even though that hope deferred can make the heart sick, that you serve the God of all hope, and you know how to go into the throne room of grace to find help and mercy in your time of need, and you know how to walk in the healing power of God for your heart and for your emotions, why? Because Jesus' heart, that he came, that you might have life in abundance to the full till it overflowed. He didn't come so you could limp into heaven emotionally. He came so that heaven can come on earth and you can be healed in your heart right now. Even if you face terrible circumstances, there's healing in Jesus today for you. The same Jesus that healed your spirit, the same Jesus that heals your body is the Jesus that says, will you give me your heart so I can heal your heart? Don't just use faith to cope. Let me really bring healing. Psalm 147 verse 3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30, if Justin wants to come back and join me. 
Matthew eleven twenty to 30 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus is saying to us this month, yes, we, we, let's go after spiritual healing. I mean, I'm excited. We're already kind of doing some planning for Easter. And I, I'm just, we're going to make it like a massive invest and invite. Just bring people out. We're going to share the gospel. But we don't just want to wait till that. We want to see that. And I'm, I'm believing for physical healing. But I think this month God says, will you let me heal your heart too though? Sealing your heart could be a little messier. Be a little scarier. It, it, it means opening some doors. Some of us, we've learned to cope by just bottling certain things up. Locking the door. Don't go there. And Jesus says, oh, can we go there? Oh, no. <laughs> um, because we, we, and most of the time, it, it's not because we're trying to be rebellious. We just didn't understand and Jesus is saying, will you let me heal your heart? You know, it's interesting, this verse from Matthew 11. First thing it says, come to me. There's an element that Jesus comes to us and he pursues us. But there's certain things in the spirit that we only step into when we come to him. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. Now, does that mean God's far away or doesn't? No. It's just when you take that step, you take a, you take a you-sized step, it opens the door, and he takes a God-sized step into your situation. Right? He didn't just show up and save you. You, you. you invited him. I don't know why he did that. I wish he'd just force everybody. <laughs> right? I was straight up. I mean, I'm just like, maybe I'll have a conversation. Why did you, God, why did you just do that? But he didn't. He gave us choices. And so he says, come to me, and I will give you rest. Guys, after the last two years that we've been through, do you see how huge this would be? I mean, I was, I'll be honest with you guys. This morning in my prep, Pastor John was praying for me because there was just a couple things going on in the world around that was really weighing on me. It was, it was there, and it was, it was kind of silly, but it really was just had got to me and just some things about what's happening and some of the you know just some of that stuff but I chose to come to Jesus and he says I give you rest and he says take my yoke upon you um, you know we want what yokes are we carrying again I just want to check if I can grab Justin I don't know if he's within range um what yokes are we carrying? See, because you can only carry one yoke at a time. If you know what a yoke's like. And, and, he, and if you carry his, and you get really good at carrying his, which is light and is easy, and it's filled with life, there's no space for the other stuff. But if you're so busy holding on to the other stuff, there's not space for his. My yoke is easy. And then and learn from me. See, a part of a healing of our hearts is he says, I want you to learn from me. I want you to, to I, I want to teach you. 
See, sometimes we want the healing process to just be come to an altar, someone pray for me, boom, I'm down, I get back up, I'm totally better. I've had that happen before. But I've also gone on healing journeys that took six months where Holy Spirit was teaching me different things. Here's why I learned why those healing journeys are so powerful. If God just kind of does the magical healing thing, and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, it's great, but if the enemy kind of comes with a combat counterattack, you don't know how to stand up to it. Because it was just, it, you didn't really participate in the process. You didn't get any stronger through it. But see, if God takes you on a journey and you kind of wrestle with it and you pray over it and you shed some tears over it, you get some people standing around you, then once you take that ground, you're never going to let that ground know again because even if the enemy can get back in there, you know what you did to get there and you can go back and go with Jesus and do the exact same things to get you there. It's just sometimes we want the microwave solution. We want somebody else to pay the price for us to walk in it, throw in the microwave, give me my, my happy meal, five minutes or it's free kind of vibe. That's not the kingdom. God says, no, I don't want to cook up a happy meal for you. I want to take you into the kitchen. I want to show you my ingredients. I want to walk through the recipe with you so you know how to live this out for the rest of your life. But here he said, he says, will you give me your heart? Will you let me heal your heart? Remember, healed people heal people. So the more you walk in it, because that's the other thing. If he just does it to you, you don't really know how to minister to anybody else in that regard. But if he walks it through with you, then you can take your brother and sister. You can say, look, I know it's hard right now. I know you feel hurt. I know you feel devastated. I know you feel disappointed. But listen, I've been there too. I, I, I know what it feels like to lose somebody. I know what it feels like to feel betrayed. I know what it feels like to face these disappointments. I know what it feels like, but I also know how I found Jesus in the middle of that. And he brought a supernatural healing in my heart and he will do it for you too. Let me take you by the hand and let's go together to him. Let's walk this healing journey out. Guys, we are in a world that needs that right now. They need healed people who can bring the healing power of Jesus to people but we've got to say okay God I like this is where it gets real I want to be that vessel I want to be I'm not just going to let you I, I don't just want this for myself I want to be a distribution center you get it to me so you can get it through through me to the world that's around me how many people are with me this month where you say I want to go deeper in healing and I want to go deeper in the healing of the heart so let's do this let's pray it just I, I'm not going to draw this out right now in this moment uh, if those of you who are online as well but here's why if you're saying I want healing I just I know I Jesus I want to give you my heart heal my heart even in ways I didn't know I needed healing some of you are so used to certain brokenness in your life you just think it's you you just think that's the way it's supposed to be. And Jesus is saying, no, I didn't live you. I didn't create you to have to live that way. Let me bring the healing to you. Let me open your eyes. You needed healing where you didn't even know you needed it. But I'm about wholeness. I'm about abundant life. And when I heal, I heal. I don't heal 50%. I'm about 100% healing. Stop buying into the lie that says that you have to live broken and wounded for the rest of your life. And buy into the truth that by his stripes I was healed. Amen? So let's do this. If your heart is to say, Jesus, I want to give you my heart. 
just bring a healing. Heal people, heal people, but you're the healing and I need the healing. Whatever it is, I just want you to stand up where you are right now. Just stand up, raise your hands. We're gonna pray for a moment here. And this whole month, we're just going to keep leaning in. And we're going to keep going after this together. And so, Father, we come before you today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. I thank you that, God, you anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Lord, I thank you that the Son of Righteousness is rising with healing in his wings. And so we thank you this month, God. We stand before you. I'm not just preaching. I'm standing myself. And we say, here's our heart. Here is our heart. You know more than we do. And I pray for healing of the hearts. Jesus, I thank you that you heal the brokenhearted. I thank you that you bind up the wounds. I thank you that you said, come unto me all who are lit, weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and lowly of heart. In me you'll find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. In Jesus' name, I pray for the ministry of rest in Jesus' name. There's some people here who are not sleeping and no matter what they do, they just feel like they can't sleep. Why well, pray and declare over your life, you're going to sleep like a baby but the baby that sleeps in Jesus name you are going to sleep and rest. Those who are being tormented in the night, tormented by fear, tormented by worry I thank you for the rest of Jesus coming over your life right now. And Lord I thank you for healing. I thank you for supernatural healing of hearts. God, for every person here, every person who's watching me online, we just declare healing. Healing of hearts. Healing of hearts. Holy Spirit, just minister that to us today. Just as we're here in this moment, I, there may be some people listening, maybe some people online, and you need spiritual healing because that's where it starts. Can't say, well, I'll take the emotional healing, Jesus, but I don't want the spiritual healing. No, everything starts in the spirit and it flows from the spirit. And that's talking about giving your life to Christ. So I want to ask if there's anyone in person or anybody online that you need to give your life to Jesus. The Bible says that God loves us with our best love, but we've been separated from that love because of sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but there's this gift of God that's eternal life. And if you're listening to me today, that is the starting point. It's this eternal life that God wants to give you. And so if you're in this place or if you're online and you say, I need to give my life to Jesus or I need to give my life back to Jesus, I want you just to raise your hand real quick. Thank you. I see that hand there. If there's anybody else just with online, there's a button you can click on or you can just reach out and contact us. But it's, this is the day. This is to get it right. And so we thank you for this, Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deeper healing. Let's pray this prayer all together. Everyone pray it all of me. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin. I commit my life to you. Fill me. Forgive me. Free me. I'm following you. In Jesus' name. And everyone agreed, said, Amen, amen, amen. Come on, we can praise God for that today. Come on, somebody say deeper healing. Are we ready to go there this month? Amen, we're gonna, we're gonna go there and God's gonna do it.
So here's what we're going to do today. We're, we're going to close. We're going to finish. All right. We can kind of go back to just exiting through the back doorways. We don't need to do our kind of roundabout anymore. Obviously, new territory, new season. Things can shift. But what we're going to do, I'm going to ask Justin, if you just hang for a second. He's just going to play. And if your heart is just to sit before the Lord for a little more, your heart is just to wait on God a little bit more, we want to turn this area into a prayer room for a few moments. And so if you need prayer, if you need ministry, um, just, just sit before the Lord. And, and you can do that. But also, if you need to go today, please feel free to go. We had a wonderful Sunday, and we're getting ready for a wonderful week. Amen? Amen. So, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this church family. Thank you that we are a house of healing because this is Jesus' house. And, uh, and, and when you get Jesus, you get healing. And I thank you for doing a deep work of healing in our hearts, in our lives, our families, in every way this month. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have an amazing Sunday. Um, again, if you want to stay and just receive some prayer and ministry, and just in doing that. And uh, if you raise your hand, or you know you should have, uh, for prayer, uh, well, to give your life to Jesus. Um, Joel, do you mind ha- helping me out with this for a second? Just for some issue. Got a couple, we'll have a couple leaders just ready to minister and just to pray with you. But we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. And uh, yeah, let's just have a little bit of time to seek the Lord here. Shalom.